0: (laughs) so you know I just want to go back you know when we met um that summer your first camp and um I remember your speech and you know you're talking about you know like the draft and all that and then you know you said you went back and you wrote down your goals um and I'm pretty sure this is like you know probably was one of your goals you know you know play in the NBA and you know, so just talk about, like, looking back on that speech and, like, you know, where you are now. Um,
1: I was always big into speaking things into existence. Um, it's one thing to have a goal and, and, and dream about a goal, but there's one thing to um, have a goal, write it down, and apply stuff to it every day. Um, when I was younger, my mom told me um, whatever I wanted it to be, write it down at school, and when you come back home, show me what it is, and I'll put it on your wall. So every night before you go to sleep, read it out loud and speak into existence. And every morning we wake up, um, do the same thing. So uh I went to school and, you know, I always wanted to be an NBA player. So I wrote it down, I wanted to be an NBA player. She saw it, she put it on my wall. And that's something that I did, you know, every single day too. You know, I moved out that house to go to uh, Oak Hill my senior year. But that's one thing I always did was just write things down and speak into existence. So when I didn't get drafted, You know, I just remember the next day when I figured out what I was going to do next, I just wrote everything down what I wanted to do. And the first thing was, you know, be an NBA player. And the next thing was win the NBA championship. And I probably wrote a couple individual things after. I only wrote about five things, but the first two was, you know, be an NBA player and win the NBA championship. And um, to win an NBA championship my second year, you know, was really big for me because that's something I always wanted to do.
0: And then going, like, your journey, and, you know, I, I remember, I think it's, it's amazing how, you know, when you had the opportunity with the Cleveland Cavaliers, mm. and then wasn't it something like LeBron said, you know, he knew you was, you belong in the league. Yeah. Like, he you knew you, you were a great player. So talk about, like, how does that feel, you know, from that experience and then now you're playing with him? Well,
1: me and LeBron always had a great relationship. Me going to his camps when I was in high school, um and then when I went to Duke he came to a lot of our games. Obviously he was co- he was close with Coach K, so he came out and showed us a lot of support. Um coach, you know, told him, you know, how much I looked up to him. So, you know, he always just gave me advice. Um and uh you know, my rookie year spending time with him. You know, I was his rook, he was my vet, so he always would look out for me, just um going out to dinner. Um, sitting on the plane just he would always give me advice so uh you know when I didn't make the team he was the first person to tell me to keep my head up You're an NBA player you'll be back mm-hmm. and in that time where I spent in can that first year under the calves he would come to my games if I had a big game he'll you know uh, congratulate me or text me he'll call me he'll let me know just and you know that does a lot for a kid especially you know coming from his idol right. you know, that does so much so uh He's always been a big brother to me, um, a mentor, and you know he was a big reason why I, you know I joined the Lakers this summer. Just um, talking to him about the decision and us having a chance to be a special team is something that I always wanted, and uh, you know he played a big part in that.
0: So, when you got picked up by the Golden State Warriors, right? Um, you were on like the D League team first, yeah. and you know from my from my perspective um li- like looking on the outside, mm. it just felt like it was like the best situation like right time yeah. you know, and um you stepped in and you i think honestly the results would have been a lot different if you weren't there, yeah. you know to step in, cause especially you know when when stuff went down um so you know talk about that experience, you know just you know how that just worked out for you man it's
1: crazy like it it was really god really um I had a situation with the Atlanta Hawks um you know that uh training camp in preseason and uh you know I I thought I was one of the best players on the the Hawks team you know I had got a spot in Atlanta just I just knew this was my moment um to take that next step in my career and uh I just never really got the opportunity during preseason and you know uh they made a trade so they had to release me and at this point I wasn't done with the NBA, but it was at a point where, you know, I had called, you know, my big brother, Nolan Smith, and my mom, and I just was like, man, just tired of being let down. I'm tired of um, just failing, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I want to take a year off, really. Mm-hmm. And then Nolan was like, you're emotional right now. Um, you, know, you know all the work you put in is going to pay off, mm-hmm. and when you're going through stuff at bad times, you really don't want to hear that stuff. Yeah. But you gotta you got to listen to it. You got to really – um, take it all in so I remember he told me he said you know sleep on it and called me in the morning and literally like I fell asleep woke up mm-hmm. and Steve Kerr was calling me mm-hmm. so at that at that moment um the it was a it was a new thing that the NBA was trying the two-way situation and I had did a year and a half in the D League and you know the situation was I had to you know play you know half the games in the D League half the games up with the Golden State Warriors and uh, at that point I was done with the D League I didn't you know, broke every record. I showed everybody I don't belong down there. But the only reason why I did it, just because it was Golden State, like I wanted to be under that umbrella. I wanted to learn right. from those coaches, you know, um, the vets, just everybody on that staff. Like I wanted to learn from those guys. And, yeah. you know, uh, when Steph went down, like I was just ready. Like I wasn't thinking, I wasn't anxious, I wasn't nervous. I was just ready. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my instincts took over at that point. Yeah.
0: You said something key like – I feel like, you know, a lot of athletes can relate trying to chase that dream, chase that goal, and it's it's hard, you know. I mean, I can speak personally. It's like, do I keep going, or, you know, is this a sign, like, you know, do something else, you know. So, like, you went into detail a little bit about that, you know, how you felt. So, like, um, you know, what would you say to someone else who was in your shoes, you know, going from team to team, try out a contract to contract, you know, what would you tell them?
1: I'll tell them, you know, Chase the dream, really. I know it sounds cliche, but literally, that's what I tell a lot of kids, a lot of high school players, a lot of college players, a lot of dudes who go and drafted, like a lot of dudes who get cut. Man, like they just hit me up. I don't gotta know them or nothing, but it's good to be an inspiration. But uh, I used to look at guys who didn't get drafted and uh, guys who, you know, had to go to the D League or went overseas or whatever. But for me, I just always tell them, "What worked for me, literally." I just always believed in myself, and my confidence really never wavered. Um, besides that one time, just I always knew. Um, ever since a kid, like I literally would just dream and envision myself being in the NBA, and nothing was gonna stop me from getting there. Um, and everything happens for a reason. Every um, obstacle I went through got me prepared for each moment of my career, and uh, just appreciate the journey even more. Um, Just little things, just having Gatorade after practice, just flying first class now, just, you know, I had to go through a lot Um, and stuff that I wasn't used to because when I went to Duke, I mean, you know, we travel like an NBA team. We stay five-star hotels, all that stuff. You know, you're on TV every day, every game, and you go to the D League. Well, you go from Duke to playing with LeBron, so it's like. Another, you know, everybody wants to be around you and stuff like that, but when I went to the D-League, like you could only watch my games on Facebook Live. Like you playing in like cold arenas with like a hundred people there. So it was just a culture shock, but it made me go even harder. So even now, like we played the Clippers the other night, it was 19,000 sold out, everybody was watching, but I just still was grateful, you know, cause I remember, you know, where I started at. So, I literally just tell everybody just to chase their dream and just, you know, remember you know what you're doing it for.
0: And like you know, one thing I see you know looking on the outside is how much support you have from your community, yeah. um, but also definitely you know from your family. You know, like they help you with your basketball camps. You know, just talk about how important is your family to you and how the, you know that's helped you with your yeah. career. I
1: mean, that's the biggest. Like I like, I'm blessed. I'm lucky because I wouldn't, you know, be nowhere near where I am today without them. Um, I think, you know, I mean, I, I don't think I know. I know they keep me grounded. They treat me as if, you know, I'm regular Quinn, which, you know, I I, I act like, and they won't allow me to act any different. Um, like you said, you know personally, like, they run my entire camp. I have my best friend. Um, he's, like, the commissioner. My mom is, like, mm-hmm. she does everything. My sister does everything. And um, it's just a great time for us to come together and they know how hard I work, they know how much I care about basketball, um, just me being a little kid, just everything I did was basketball, so the support for them, the support that they have for me is just, it means the world, and it's easy for them to do because they've been doing it my whole life, so um, that's really why I play, is my family, my friends, and just my close ones who really believed in me, um, you know, from day one.
0: So. In your entire career, like, you know, even when you were younger, you know, playing ball and growing up, um, what do you think was the most difficult time? Um, I know you talked about, you know, that transition, you know, with the Hawks, but was there another time where it was like you just felt like it was the toughest, um, toughest point, you know, in your life?
1: Yeah, well, I there's a couple of those. Um, I know I, I remember when I got cut from the Hawks, that was literally like a low point. Like I was in like a low, low, low point for a good seven, eight hours. Um and uh I remember a couple of times my freshman year at Duke, mm-hmm. where I really struggled just mentally and um I was I got hurt my senior year of high school, so I played on a bad knee my entire senior year, which made me miss, you know, the entire summer of preseason and uh, going into my freshman year and, you know, new team, mm-hmm. new system, you know, new school. I mean you just I wasn't doing anything. So, you know, I started behind and, you know, Coach K was just challenging, challenging me mentally and physically. Just, you know, I have a good practice, then I'll have a bad practice. And I'll be, you know, not in the doghouse, but like I'll be back at the end of the bench or I'll start and, you know, I'll get complacent because I'm starting now, i have two good games and I'll let up and I'll go back to how I was. And, you know, I didn't buy into, you know, what he was preaching to me that entire season and I struggled a lot just, you know, finally turning turning that corner and I turned it my sophomore year and I ended up having a good career at Duke, but I remember that freshman year, you know, I was just stuck in my ways, had a lot of bad habits, you know, from high school and
2: Coach K challenged me every day. Like a lot of Americans. uh, I came out of college with a lot of debt. It's very hard for you to break out into the IT profession, uh, and in particular in the cyber profession. I I couldn't find the relative experience, let alone a company that would take a chance on me, just with the limited knowledge and uh, background that I had. Cyber was developed to do both, to not only just give our students the ability to learn a new career, be it if they're just coming right out of college, if they're changing professions, or if they're just trying to make a new way for themselves. So we're expecting to have over 3.5 million jobs open in the cyber profession. We offer job placement. Job placement is important. Once you've gone through these different professional certification courses, along with any other types of training, what happens at the end? Soder Cyber is there to give their relative book experience and also some relative and hands on, tangible experience. Students can now register on our website. Classes are now starting in January.
0: So at Golden State, um, you know, you got to play with uh Kevin Durant. Yeah. You know, what was you know, how was that, you know, just you know, childhood friend yeah. like
1: Oh uh, was a dream come true for, for both of us. Literally. Um we literally used to talk about that when we were young. Um, like literally. We used to always talk about that. And even though he's five years older than me, you know, we've always been close since I was seven years old, six years old, and uh He's always just been a big brother. He's always looked out for me um, and when I got to go in the state literally after I signed, he was the first person to call me like he didn't believe that it was happening, and uh it was just fun being with my best friend every day. you know what I'm saying, Just you know going to work was fun obviously the the environment that going to state created was fun, but you know you get to see your best friend every single day on the plane in the hotel, on the bus at the arena is just it was just a fun two years for me. Uh, I know he had fun as well. And uh, I got better, you know, because he's just a basketball savant. He just lives and breathes basketball. So just talking to him every single day, working out with him every single day, just picking his brain every single day made me a better player. And when we got to play together on the court, it was like we were back home. Just it was just slow. It was quiet. It was just back like we were playing back and run running shoot growing up and literally so for us to go from that to playing together in two finals is just something like you know I can't you know just put into words it's a, a great feeling.
0: So what was the process like when you got that call you know with the Lakers how, how did that go down?
1: Um, It was a wild process honestly just you know the business kind of took over Um like my situation was different. I was a restricted free agent. So, um, I think my whole mind was going back to Golden State. Um, you know, they picked up my qualifying offer, you know, which showed that they wanted me the next year. So the business happened, some trades went down, some signings went down and, I got lost in the shuffle. So, uh, you know, me and Golden State parted ways on the third day. And, uh, the Laker thing just happened, literally. Like it just happened. Um, literally, everything fell into place. And growing up, I was you know, the biggest Laker fan ever, so I didn't want to look at it as a fan. I wanted to really still look at it as a, you know, the best business and career move for me. And everything lined up perfectly. And uh, like it's still shocking. Like just going back thinking about it. But uh, you know, me um, and my team, we made the right decision, and I'm just thankful um and happy that you know they wanted me to be a laker
0: yeah so you said you know you're a laker fan ever since you was young um and just seeing that picture you and your dad you know like and saw kd say it was this time like you know like just talk about that you know how that it actually happened
1: yeah it's it's still just weird it's not the good word but it's just surreal because like when i look at that logo anytime i put on a shirt anytime like i'm on the court when I look on that logo, it's just – I just go back to my whole childhood because literally, like, I had a Michael Jordan wall, I had a LeBron wall, and I had a Kobe wall, and then the rest of my room was just all Lakers stuff, old Lakers players, um, current Lakers players, just everything was 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 Lakers. And uh, my dad was the biggest Lakers fan ever, like – if you ask anybody like anytime he came to my game, anytime he picked him up from school, he had a new Laker something on something that wasn't probably even out yet. I don't know how he got his hands on it, but that's how he was. He loved his Lakers, and I was born into it and then obviously, when I was you know starting to realize you know learn about the game and um start to pick your favorite players, you know the Lakers were winning, so it was a great team you know to be a fan of, and uh it's just surreal. You know, just my first game as a Laker against the Warriors last week was just, it was a blur because it was really just like, a, I was living in a dream.
0: So, I mean, it's probably an obvious question, but which, what do you think is better, LA or DC? Uh,
1: I mean, I'm gonna always say DC, cause that's kind of, you know, I was born in DC. I lived my first couple years in DC, just everything that I did as a kid went back to DC. Um, So I spent 17 years in D.C. Every single year, I only been in L.A. right now for two months, but I'm loving it. (laughs) I'm loving it. It's 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 just a beautiful city. It's so much you can do, so much food you can eat. Just you know, so much things you can learn. So much diversity out here, and the fans are incredible. And and they just always show love. And uh, it's a place where everybody lives, and you can just do a lot of networking and business. So. It's always great, um, you know, I, I'm just thankful that I'm here.
0: Yeah, so yeah. Let's talk, let's talk about that, just being in LA, like it's the best place to network. And, you know, I see you more as a basketball player, like an entrepreneur, because you have your own basketball camps. Like, do you have any, you know, other future goals outside of basketball that you want to do?
1: Yeah, well, I majored in theater when I was in uh, college, literally by accident. Um, so, I fell in love with that in college, so I'm really into that. Um, so, obviously, I'm in the hotbed, you know, of Hollywood and theater. Um, but, you know, I want to, like, I'm producing a couple um, documentaries right now. Me, KD, Victor Depot. We have something coming out soon. But uh, I always see myself, like, commentating. Like, Kenny Smith is, like, the perfect guy. Like, you know, he doesn't commentate, but he... You know, he's like the face or one of the faces of TNT's inside stuff, inside crew. And, you know, they just literally go up there and talk basketball. But, like, he wasn't an all-star. He was never, like, uh, a guy who could score 30 points every night. But he's well-respected by everybody. And he's a winner. He won two championships. And that's somebody who I kind of want to be, like, have a relationship with everybody in the league. And uh, just well-respected. So, just being on TV, just commentating, talking about basketball is something that I want to do, you know, until I'm like 80.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's very true. Everybody speaks highly of you, you know, especially back home. Um, but I, I do want to ask you from, you know, a business perspective, um, what made you decide that, you know, you wanted to stay, you know, and play like in a D lead and, you know, and not go overseas, yeah. you know, because I know a lot of guys, they try to go overseas, you know, to make it here. Yeah. But um do you think it's smarter like I don't I don't know, you know, is it smarter to stay here and you know try to make it here than to go overseas? Um
1: I think it depends on the situation. I think it depends on the person and the player. Um for me, it wasn't a financial decision. It was just a you know um I want to play in the NBA and I feel like this is my you know best route to the NBA. And then when I went to preseason with the Cavs, like I had some success. So there was nothing telling me, like, to go overseas. You know, I could have made a lot of money um, quick, but I didn't play basketball for money. Like, I played to have fun, obviously, but I played because I wanted to make the NBA. And uh, I just knew I wanted to be happy. But the next year after that, um, you know, the money increased overseas. And it was enticing, but not really. Like, it was nothing, like, to where, like, oh, I have to go get that because I'm not making nothing here. Literally, like, I had a meeting. I had, yeah, I had a meeting. Um, And, like, the the person was telling me this about that and this about that about this country and that and stuff like that. And, like, it was just blah, 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 blah. Not just being disrespectful, but my mind and my heart wasn't into going overseas. Um, My mind and my heart was playing the NBA. And if I had to go to the D League one more time, it would be it. And, obviously, I had to put my pride to the side. Um, but, you know, I felt like it was going to be worth it. You know, I just wanted to look myself in the mirror and, you know, just have no regrets. And uh, I made the right decision. But, obviously, at that time, you know, I had a lot of people telling me, basketball players from D.C., um, agents, um, there's people in basketball, like, man, go overseas, go get you some money. just. But, literally, like, I never – Overseas never crept in my mind just because I wanted to play in the NBA so bad.
0: It's real because that's all everybody says is go overseas, like, exactly what you said. Um, But um, my next question for you is, so what's the difference? I know you just got here, like, it's still early, but what's the difference from, like, Golden State, you know, playing for Golden State and then, you know, playing, you know, for the Lakers? But, again, I know it's early.
1: Um, There's a lot of similarities so far, just – I think when you try to build a culture, the the, the the players and the coaches you get kind of set the standard. So there's a lot of winners here. Um, there's a lot of people who knows what it takes. Um, so I'm like a sponge. Like, when I was in Golden State, I was asking Steph, Clay, Draymond, K, um, Iggy, Sean, Zaza. I was asking asking all those guys, like, just – how do you have such a good career? Like, what do I do here? What do I do with my money? Right. Um, how do I pack? Just I was just a sponge. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, getting that knowledge for two years and being successful and coming here where, you know, I've had some success, but also, you know, now I got Rondo. Now I got Braun back. Now I got Avery Bradley, who's had a great career. Now I got, you know, AD. Now I got Dwight. It's just so many people. Um, I get to learn from Jason Kidd every day. Coach Vogel, like I grew up watching, you know, Coach Vogel coaching Indiana. And uh, it's just, Rob Palenka just does such a great job of just putting everybody together and just making it fun to come to work every day. Like literally it's fun. I don't think about I got to get up early or go to practice. I literally think All right, I got to get up and go to practice, but I'm going to be with my guys. So I get to learn every day. So once I started to think like that, you know, it, it helped basketball come a lot easier. So. A lot of similarities so far. Obviously, you know the Bay is different from LA. The weather and just the scenery is everything. But you know the fans are passionate here, and uh, it's something I'm used to.
0: Um, so, what's one thing about you that people don't know? Like it can be anything that you know people just don't know about you.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm like very outgoing. Like. If you see me, like I'm always not really like the life of the party, but like I'm always like smiling and just laughing and joking. But you know, when I get free time, like I really just like to play video games and sleep. I didn't know how addicted I was to video games until I got to the NBA. Cause like literally, like when you in high school and college, like you know, you your schedule's full. You only got a couple hours to really do whatever you know you want to do, but. Like, when I got to the league, and even the D-League, like, you go to practice for two hours out of the day, and now you got all day, you know, free time, and literally, like, I'll be playing video games all day, one game. I play one game all day, every single day, nonstop. So, you know, my brother tells me all the time that I'm addicted, and uh, I was fighting it for a while, but now I just accept it. I'm addicted to playing Madden every single day, and... uh I guess I'm a nerd. I guess. <laughs>
0: so uh, let's go back to your camps. Um, you know, you know, how much like what does it mean to you to have you know basketball camps um, and just you know the, seeing the you wearing your t-shirts yeah. and um, the whole the whole city's behind you. You have your own day. Like you know, how does how does that feel? I mean,
1: it's it's it's, it's something I can't really put in words. It's something that it's the best feeling. It's the best part of this job when you could learn something um, from somebody and give it back to the youth, give it back to the people behind you. Um, for me, I grew up going to every single basketball camp. Like my mom, my dad, you know, they tried to put me in every basketball camp. You know, they thought that I would have fun at and I could possibly get better at. And uh, like I met a lot of my friends growing up at camps. So camp was a big part of you know my life growing up in my summers. Um, so to have my own camp. It's a dream come true and to see all the kids with my my name on it and you know my my family runs the whole thing just it's really the best feeling and the fact that we had some success and numbers go up every year um it makes it a little bit more better um but like I said like we had 400 kids this past year I didn't care if it was two kids like it's just a dream come true for me to have my own camp and try to give scholarships to the to, to less fortunate kids who can't really afford it and stuff like that. We do a great job of just trying to keep not just basketball, but keep it fun, reward the, the kids who get good grades. We just try to keep it, you know, uh, productive as possible.
0: And how important is it, you know, because I know you, like, do yoga and stuff, like, you know, ZZ and – and like you know she does your camps and stuff, but how like how important is that? how has that helped you you know with your with your career and just taking care of your body? just
1: learning just there's more knowledge that you can learn, just trying to you know get every edge as possible for me, like I'm not the most athletic, I'm not the tallest, I'm not the fastest, so I try to get every edge if it's trying to eat right, um trying to get some sleep, trying to stretch as much as possible, like I said, I've been fortunate to be around some great vets in my career, so Really, just see how they do, see you know their routine and just ask a lot of questions. like I ask so many questions, and uh I could be probably annoying at times, but I just like to ask because you know I want to get where those guys are. so having that edge, and now I have a great routine for me. um I mess up sometimes with my diet, but um that's really the biggest thing I'm trying to overcome, just trying to really commit to um you know just eating as clean as possible. And, uh, you know, I I have a therapist, I have a chef now, I have stuff that I couldn't afford growing up, stuff that I couldn't afford in my early years, but that's what it takes now. Um, You gotta invest in yourself, you gotta invest in your body. And, uh, you know, uh, to have a long career, you know, like I want, I gotta start doing these things at a young age.
0: All right, man, Um, anything else, you know, you would like, you know, people to know about you or anything else you would like to share about your story and, um, you know, your journey? For
1: me. Um I think that and I struggle with I struggle with it at times but it's easy to be positive when things are going well. Mm-hmm. It's easy to be positive. Um it's it's not easy to be positive when things aren't going well. When you, you didn't get that job, when you know, you failed that test that you studied long for. Just there's a lot of things that I went through. And not just in basketball, well in school where and just making new friends or saying no to family members, saying no to people that um I had a tough time with just there's a lot of stuff that that I can share, but the biggest thing for me is just always believing in yourself, don't let nobody tell you that you can't do something if you think you can do anything in life. you gotta believe it first before your friends, before your family, before anybody can believe it, and just stay positive as possible. Stay positive, um, always be ready for the opportunity, whatever it is, you always you know, get a couple chances at whatever you want to do, just always be ready. You don't want to get the opportunity and not be ready. Um, so you have to have that thought in your mind for the rest of your life. And just be positive, really, man. When I started to just be positive on things, not feel bad about myself, not get too down on myself, you know, I started to see progression in my life. And uh, that's really it. Yeah, I appreciate you, you know, coming through and, and me being on your show.
0: Thank you, man. Like, it's an honor again to have you on the show. And I know you're busy, you in L.A., <laughs> 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 uh, but I really do appreciate it. Um, so, that's a wrap. Um, thanks for watching uh, Talks with Tay, and uh, stay tuned for what we got next.